You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Takes a lot for you to stun me, Mark Schlereth. You just stunned me. I don't know you anymore. Why's that? What's the matter with you? I don't know. We're in the in the break. How much time do you got? We're just talking. And, and what's uh, the matter with me? We saw we saw a commercial for um, Meadow, Tony Soprano's daughter, Jamie Lynn Sigler. I think it's how you pronounce. I have no it. idea. Anyway, I said wow. I said shoot, you know, she she's that show is awesome. I made some comment. You're like I don't know. I've never seen it. You've never seen The Sopranos? No, not one episode. Um, let me think. No, not one episode of The Sopranos. No, it was a cultural phenomenon at the time. Come on, man! And you never like chose to. Hmm. Let's see what this is all about. No. No. Now, wow! I, I did watch a lot of Giants tape, <laughs> and they're from Jersey. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, wow! Can you? Can I make that an assignment for you? Sopranos? Yeah. No. I think I think just give it a shot. Like just give like give me a give me a couple episodes, right? Just give me the cup first couple episodes. Tell me what you think. See if it grabs you. Where are you gonna find it? I don't even know you where to find, find it. You can find it. You can you can you can find it. Will Do I have please? to subscribe to HBO Max or Max or whatever it is? Yeah, you have to have a Max subscription. Uh, oh, it'll open up a whole new world to you. No, there's that that's not probably gonna happen. Oh man, folks. Text line. Texters, listeners, 9 a.m.ers, prove your worth. Will you, will you make the case why Mark needs to see The Sopranos? I can't believe you haven't seen The Sopranos. No. I think that you would really like it. I think, yeah. This I is, think I'm it's not, like your kind of show. Yeah, I'm not trying to get you to watch Game of Thrones or anything. I know how you feel about dragons and everything like that and warlocks, but, mm-hmm. but this is, this is uh, you like Goodfellas? You like The Godfather? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. The Untouchables? I like the Untouchables. Right? Mob-related stuff? Do you like the mob stories? Nah. Nah. All right. All right. That's fine. Man, oh, man. Okay. All right. Uh, Russell Wilson on the I Am Athlete podcast with uh, Brandon Marshall, the former Bronco receiver, Brandon Marshall. And uh, let, let's let's hear from Russ as he uh, says he would like to stay in Denver. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially if- over the past two years of what I've gone through. Whether if it's in Denver or somewhere else, I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. Do you think he really wants to be in Denver? No. Not as long as Sean's here, right? I wouldn't think so. Jabroni! Because this is one of those things where we're, we've been looking at it from the standpoint that, well, Sean has decided he doesn't want Russ. If I'm, if I'm Russ, I don't want Sean. You know what What I've heard Like the first part of that is what I heard Last two years What I've gone through What have you gone through Well You don't, you don't think he's Making himself out to be a victim in this Do you That he was done wrong These last two years what I've gone through How, how do you read into what, what do you read into that Hey, Russ, Russ, whatever you may say about Russ, Russ acknowledged how bad his first year was 
in the way that he clearly changed things and was open and receptive to changing things in year two. Have you this ever was, heard this, him? This was not somebody who, have you ever who was heard walking him, around in a fog. And, have you ever heard him take responsibility for any of it? <sighs> Define responsibility. I've played poorly. I'm not good. I have to correct what I have done incorrectly. I think he's acknowledged that he needs to be better at, to- at times during this. Okay, well, you find me the sound and let me know when you find it. Okay. Russ still bleeds, burns to win. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win too. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. You know, I, I love the city and everything else, but you, know, you also want to be a place that, that wants you too. So the thing that I, I, I want to do is, is, is win, man. That's all, that's all I care about. Feel the chill of the trophy. <laughs> and that's fine. It's so fun to watch your facial expressions as you listen to these. Oh, righty then. What? You think there's some uh, master uh, PR work going on here in this in this podcast? Sure. Yeah. You don't sense a whole lot of honesty. Uh, no, I think it's you know I think. No. Does he want to win? Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that he Two wants more. to win. Two more. More importantly, he believes well, that he can five be, more in the next five. Well, no, years. but he believes he that he believes he's still good enough to be able to be the quarterback of a team that wins two championships in the next five years. He better have a superstar defense, a great run game, and a coach that understands what he can and can't do. And even then, he's not 25-year-old Russell Wilson anymore. He's 35-year-old Russell Wilson. Uh, Russ, in talking about why he wasn't going to push back his injury guarantee. I didn't want to set a a precedent for players to remove their injury guarantees, too, as well. And so it was was no way I was going to do that. And so when they said, we're going to bench you, we're going to bench you, I said, all right, that's what you want to do. Again, I just, I, I can't imagine that it was that. Uh, diabolical. You better do this. Otherwise, we're going to bench you. I can't believe it was that cutter dry. I think it was one of those, I, I still believe it, I might be naive, but I still believe it was one of those, hey, look, you know, we'd like you to push back the injury guarantee. Otherwise, you know, we th- there are other things we, we might have to do to protect ourselves, and that might include... Yeah, sitting you down. Sitting you down. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think it was a diabolical ultimatum. Either you do this or we'll be forced to bench you, you know, after the bye week. Uh, I have a hard time believing that it was do it or else. And his answer, I, I completely, I have no problem with his answer. I, I wouldn't have pushed that guarantee back either. Mm -hmm. It's not your job. They signed you the contract. Right. They guaranteed that money. Yeah. You shouldn't give back the possibility of any of it. And never mind the fact that your your union wouldn't let you. And I I like what he said. I don't I don't want to start setting a precedent that could affect other players. It from that standpoint, Russ, I am I'm one hundred percent with Russ. He did exactly the right thing. His people did the right thing.
Yes. Now is 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 he and is he being honest when he says that the NFL came out and said that what the Broncos were proposing was illegal? Because that that's been refuted, right? That the NFL PA was fighting this potential fight, but the NFL never said what the Broncos were doing was wrong. I mean, they they do stuff all the time. The NFL does things where they sign you to a long term deal and then they cut you or they renegotiate with you or whatever. So I I can't believe like you can it can piss you off as a players association. You'd be mad about it. You can say it's not right, but. I mean, it happens every it happens every day in the National Football League. So I, you know, again, I, I would I'd venture to guess that it's not some illegal action that you know the Broncos overstepped their bounds. They asked a player to renegotiate a deal that they signed him to that he underperformed on. That's pretty much standard operating procedure when it comes to the National Football League. Sorry, been happening around the NFL. It's going to continue to happen. Xavier yeah. Howard just got cut three years left on a, a deal that he signed. And this guy, this guy's actually performed at a Pro Bowl level. Cut. See ya. Mm-hmm. Three years left. Yeah. Where's the howling about mean Miami Dolphins? Coach Capri Pants. Yeah. What? Why? Why aren't people going after Coach Capri Pants like they're going after Peyton? Mean, yeah, because then because they're like, hey man, we signed him, but it's just so much money, we just can't figure out a way to, you know, to keep him. Never seen the Sopranos. I sleep just fine. <laughs> On the uh, Ramoslaw.com text line, you're not missing a thing by skipping the Sopranos. Mark, you're missing out. Show still holds up. I because it's the best show ever. That's why you need to watch it. I'm with Mark. I've never seen it. Who has time to watch all these sitcoms? You're calling The Sopranos a sitcom? What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? I'm with Stank. Americans watch too much TV. Hey, hey, okay. Morality police. There's a lot of bad TV out there. Don't watch the bad TV. Watch the good TV. There's a lot of good TV. We're, we're in the golden age of TV right now. There's never been better TV than there is right now. With all the, yes, yes, yes. With all the different platforms out there, TV's never been better. Never been better. I, never been better. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I'll die on that hill. Coming up. It was better when you didn't have to a la carte pay for it all. Yeah, but because there's so much out there, you, the the networks that have had to raise their game. It's it's led to better TV. You want to get noticed? You got to put out better TV. Mm, I don't know. There are so many great shows out there that I I, I there's so I many need to get caught up. There's on. just so many shows out there. I know there. that's there's what I'm saying. Many, there's, there's too, too many, many. There's so many good shows. Too many shows. Way too many shows. Coming up, is it important? Is it crucial? The key word need. Do the Nuggets need this? That's next. Ever since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my hiding spots. Ha! Found ya. How? 
That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March 21st, get started with 200 megabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Time to hit the hardwood brought to you by Papa Murphy's as the Nuggets. They've they've killed the Warriors. They've officially put the Warriors to bed. Just like they've put the Lakers to bed. This is the this is one of the more underappreciated, underreported part of what the Nuggets are in the midst of doing right now. They have closed two championship windows by themselves. And not insignificant ones. We're talking about the Lakers and the Warriors. The darlings of ABC yeah. and the ESPN. What happens? They've, he closed, does. He does. they've closed both their their championship Yeah, windows. but what happens if the Lakers get brawny next year? Does the window open back up? <laughs> Bronny's not even a good college what? player right now. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't follow USC basketball religiously, but uh, I, I can tell you, it hasn't made that much of an impact. No. <laughs> um. Yes, but will he? Will he? Will he reach it? Some guys are late, like they're late bloomers. They're not college superstars, and then they get in the NFL. We've seen that, and guys really kind of that's where they excel. Maybe the college game is too simplistic for Bronny. Maybe. He needs to be in the NBA. Surrounded by genius. Real men of genius. Yes. <laughs> I love, I just, during this 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 rise of the Nuggets and the, the, the age of Jokic, it's just, it's so much fun to listen to his, his contemporaries. And whatever you may think of, of Steve Kerr, wildly successful, hugely influential, mm-hmm. and just, just, Acknowledging almost the futility of Jokic, but yet still admiring it. Such a dominant force in, in every way. He's so smart defensively, had four steals, uh, anticipated a couple of passes that, that he stole. Um, the pass at the end to, to Gordon for the dunk, you know, but I think with two minutes left was, I mean, that was kind of right behind him. He didn't, he didn't, I don't even think he saw him. He just knew he would be there. And um, so Jokic controlled the game. 16 assists. Um, I'm willing to bet they, they don't lose much, if at all, when he gets 16 assists because that means everybody else is going to. I think Kerr looks at it now. I might as well just heap praise on the guy. I tried earlier to get in the officials' heads mm-hmm. and complain about free throws and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's, it, it's almost way, like he acknowledges, like, all right, that, that didn't work. I just might as well just give the guy his, his flowers. Only, he only went to the line four times last night. It was four for four from the line, I believe. Yeah, it, at some point, you just kind of... It's almost like what we had to do with Mahomes. You just got to acknowledge him. Yes. Yes. Yes, Steve Kerr is talking about... Jokic in a way that unfortunately we have to talk about Mahomes. Right. And it's sickening. Yeah. But we have no choice. There's just not a lot you can do about not it. Not a lot you can do about it. If I'm a if I'm a Golden State Warrior fan, if we're doing talk radio in, in, in San Francisco right now talking about the Warriors, we just have no choice but to admit. Jokic is our boogeyman. Yeah. And he's not going anywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah. Babagaya. Whatever that was. <laughs> what was that? Babagaya or something. I know. I think I know where you're going. I think that I know like where you're going. That was John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. It was like like the Russian mob. Right. Baba Yaya, Baba Gaga, or something like that. <laughs> Tell me you guys got that. Baba Yaya. We're having the conversation, debate. Our James Merrill at denversports.com wrote that Mike, Michael Malone is undervaluing the importance of the number one seed. I'm and, surprised how many people agree with James. Like, how many people yeah. think that, that the number one seed is imperative? And it's it's why I teased this segment by saying the word need because I I continue to hear fans say the the Nuggets need the number one seed. I I, I couldn't disagree more, and, that, and that's why I think it's I think it's insulting to this group to say that this group needs the number one seed. May I ask needs you, home let me ask court. you a question. How do you feel the if the series would have come down to the Nuggets versus the Milwaukee Bucks because they had the number one seed in the East and the number one overall seed? Do you think they would have lost Great to the Bucks? Point. Great point. Because they didn't have home court advantage? Right. Based on what we had seen from the Nuggets through the Western Conference part of the playoffs, if they don't have home court against Milwaukee in the NBA Finals, do you think they lose to the Bucks? No. No. Maybe it goes six. Was, Maybe it goes seven, but no. Was no. there any team that they played last year that they didn't get at least one win on the road? No. Yeah, they got a, they got a win against the Suns. Yep. They got a win in Miami. Yep. They got a win. Minnesota. Minnesota. Two in L.A. Two, yeah. Swept them in L.A. Yep. Baba Yaga. Baba. Baba Yaga. Yaga. Baba Yaga? Boogie. Baba Yaga. Yeah, Baba Yaga. <laughs> Did it just sound scary? Baba Yaga. You got you to gotta get some in your throat. Baba Yaga. Evan's insulting Ooh. the fans because they don't hold the same opinion as he does. Well, yeah. I, 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 you know, well, well, wait a minute. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I am. In, yeah, I, I, I do totally... I don't get it. It is insulting to say that the Nuggets need. You can you can make the argument that you'd like them to have, sure, home court. You would all like them to have it, but to say they need it. So let me let me let me flip that back. So you're saying then if the Nuggets do not have home court in a series, Mm -hmm. you're expecting them to lose, correct? Because yeah, if they right. if the implication is I'm just reading your your text here the Nuggets need home court so that yeah. natural implication is if they don't have it then you would right. expect them to lose it's like a trick question when your wife gets to you <laughs> and she says I need to lose some weight your correct response to that is not yeah I agree <laughs> your correct response was. You don't need to lose any weight. Correct. You're perfect just the way you are. Correct. Don't, guys, don't fall into that trap. Right. Now, if you'd like to, because that's on that's on you. If that's something you'd like to do, I get, like, hey, like, if that makes you happy, but not for me. Yeah. 
Papa Bear's excited. <laughs> right. Not to cap. Yeah. Right. Right. I think you're perfect. Don't, just the don't way you fall are. for that. Don't fall for that. Yeah, you can't fall for you that. Can't fall for that. Home court stuff. It's just it's just the use of the word need that that bugs yeah. that bugs me. I I would think that this team ha- has done enough to impress you that you don't think they need home court. It just it just the idea that they need home court feels like they they need this this built in advantage. They need this crutch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. They can win. Anywhere, anytime, any, any, like, any scenario. Any scenario. And look, and, and, and judging by how they play at home, you would, you know, best of seven, they would have four, if they did not have home court, mm-hmm. let, let, let's break it down to its brass tacks here. In a best of seven, if they do not have home court, they would have four opportunities to win on the other guy's home court. You don't think they could do it at least once? Yeah. See, they already went into Boston this year when the Celtics were undefeated at home. They, they've had other signature road wins. I, I, I just I think this team is made of the kind of stuff that I believe they would relish the idea of going on the road. I yeah, I just, stealing home court advantage away. I think they would relish that opportunity. I think they would love it. I don't think they'd be worried about it at all. Uh, Papa Murphy's, home of Take and Bake Tuesdays and $5 Fridays. What's trending? It's always cool when a Hall of Famer has uh, awesome things to say about Nikola Jokic. And Chris Fowler gives us an inside view of what EA Sports College football's next game is going to look like. That's next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Following up on this uh, debate about how much should the Nuggets push to try to get that number one seed, home court, as much as possible during the course of the playoffs, Michael Malone said uh, uh, when it comes to Jamal Murray, they're going to protect him. Just so proud of Jamal Murray, one of the tougher guys I've ever been around. Physically tough, mentally tough, and, um, you know, he's dealing with an injury. You know, and that's why, obviously, he wasn't able to play in the Portland game. So we have to be aware of that and make sure we're doing everything we can to protect him as we move forward with these final 24 games going into the postseason. So Jamal Murray, I guess, is probably exhibit A when it comes to the approach that you believe or want the Nuggets to take down the stretch because he played Thursday against Washington, then he played last night against Golden State. So he played two games in the span of four days. But in between that, he took the Friday night game off in Portland. Mm-hmm. So if he was able to play two basketball games in the span of four days, what does that tell you? He'd go for the playoffs. He'd be good for the. These were. No. These, he'd be playing all these games. He wouldn't be missing right. any games due to injury. So he missed the Portland game. My my question to those who say that the Nuggets need home court: Do you want Jamal Murray playing in every game? Or do you want to give him I w- nights off? Hey, I want him to play every game in the playoffs. Regular season, <clears throat> I want him to be healthy when he gets to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. By the way, I was just looking at road records, home and road splits. Last year, Nuggets, 
19 and 22 on the road. A couple games under 500. Right now they're 17 and 14 on the road. So they're above 500 right now. I mean, they'll finish that way, but the, the bottom line is they were, as a road team last year, they were under 500. And they dominated in the playoffs. By the way, for all this debate about getting home court and how much do they need it, should they go for it, they may be able to do both. They may be able to keep the big picture in mind. Right. And watching guys' minutes and maybe giving some guys games off and still be able to get the number one seed because they have 24 games left. 15 of them are at home. They only have two back-to-backs left. And one of the back-to-backs this week is a Wednesday-Thursday with two home games. And the only other back-to-back is a road game in Utah followed up by a home game back here. Mm -hmm. So the schedule isn't all that daunting. And they may be able to keep the big picture in mind and still go out and get the number one seed. Right. Total win-win. Always fun when you hear Nikola Jokic get the, the praise that he so richly deserves. Rick Adelman in Portland, one of the teams he uh, was famous for coaching, Hall of Fame coach, was on the Portland broadcast and was asked about Nikola Jokic. I don't know what you can do. You can try to limit what the times he catches the ball, but uh, he's going to hurt you either way because he's so smart. If you want to put a small guy on him, you want to switch, he's going to post you up. You know, so I just think he's impossible to guard. I like that. Impossible to guard. I like the other thing. Impossible. If you want to, like, limit the number of times he touches the ball. Well, the thing about Nicola is, well, he can bring it up from the backcourt, right? Right. How do you, if you just decide you're going to give him the ball in the backcourt, then how do you eliminate him touching the ball? You, You don't is the answer. Right. So... I just the guy's the guy's absolutely amazing. I suppose you can press him when he has the ball in the backcourt, but then he's going to make the right you know he's going to make the right pass, and they're going to start some other odd man rush. Yeah, I, it just is. Well, based on my extensive coaching experience, uh-huh. uh, coaching uh, boys and girls youth basketball, uh, yeah. basically between grades four and eight, uh, mm-hmm. the, my strategy when it comes to Nikola Jokic would be. It would just be, I would swarm him as soon as he has the basketball and just try to get it out of his hands as quickly as possible and just right. dare somebody else to beat me. But he, like, I know it's. Think about how many just. I don't know. Dunks that Aaron Gordon I, I agree. gets all I agree. the time. What do you, what do you, but what do you do? There is nothing you can do. Rick Adelman, Hall of Fame coach, just said he's impossible to defend. Yeah. Impossible. There is no game plan. No. He's seen it all. Anything you want to throw at him, he's seen it. Impossible to defend. That's cool. That is cool. Uh, Tad Boyle, CU Buffs. Big win for them. They they look like they were really, really in trouble there when it came to the NCAA tournament. But they've they've rallied with a couple of wins. They have uh, two more home games left this week. There's a sense of momentum when it comes to March Madness, but Tad doesn't want to be talking about that. I just think it's talked about too much. Like, we got Selection Sunday. We know when it is. This is a long season. Everybody's got 31 regular season games. Like, we got four left. Like, how we play down the stretch is going to determine, you know, 
what our chances are. So I'm not I'm not trying to be naive and stick my head in the sand, but I just I just think you know the, the key for me as a coach, you just want to make sure your players are you're getting better, you're improving. Well, you are being a bit naive. You can't just look at it and say, hey, we just want to get a little bit better every day. And then when the games are all over, we'll look up and see where we ended up. Let the chips fall. I mean, come on. That's it. It, you, you have to be able to acknowledge the situation you're in sure. and what you likely need to do to be able to make the NCAA tournament. Because for Tad Boyle, with the pres- presumptive... Um, uh, perhaps number one pick in the NBA draft next year, it is pass-fail. It is success or failure. You either make the NCAA tournament or your season's a failure. Don't be blind to it. If you think your players aren't paying attention to that, you got to address it, right? So you got to be, it's got to be talked about. And by the way, that's not just happening here. That's happening... I'm is cute. Lenardi, has Lenardi put on a, a little bit. I'm getting annoyed here with Joe Lenardi. You you had his last bracketology was on Friday. You've had a full weekend of college basketball and upsets. I need an updated bracketology. Bracketology is like oxygen for me these times of year. I gotta know if Houston's played itself onto the bubble yet. <laughs> I gotta know if CSU's playing itself onto the bubble. Where's Idaho basketball at right I now? don't know. Probably dominating, I would imagine. So Chris Fowler, CU's own Chris Fowler, mm-hmm. we love Chris Fowler, is one of the voices for EA Sports College Football, the new game that's coming out. Everyone's anticipating, everyone's excited about it. But as, a, as one of the voices, you have to account for every possible scenario that could occur for anybody who's playing EA College football. Sure. And Fowler, now that the word is out that the game's coming out, he uh, brought everybody into his home, into his makeshift studio, where he has been recording lines for the last two years. People have asked, when my team scores a touchdown, will there be appropriate excitement like a real game? Hell yes. EA insists on realism. I sat here in an hour and said, touchdown, Alabama, all the way down to touchdown, Wyoming along with the version for the team nicknames. So that means he's doing touchdown, Florida Atlantic Owls. Touchdown, East Carolina Pirates. Wow. (laughs) Touchdown, UTSA Roadrunners. What is that, University of Texas El Paso? San Antonio, San Antonio, SA, San yeah. Antonio. Yeah. Wow. So would he be? He's doing every Division One school. Mm-hmm. Touchdown. So does it? Touchdown, Akron Zips. I like the Zips. But no Idaho, right? He doesn't have to do Idaho because they're not at the big boy table. Oh, they're at the big boy table. I don't think they are. If he's doing every Division One now, I don't know. Can you play Division One AA? <laughs> Can you play Division One AA at uh, EA Sports? Is that even a football? thing anymore? It's it's or F- FCS. Can you play FCS teams? Division One AA. Yeah, it says. Yeah. Yeah, FCS Division One AA. That's where uh, Idaho resides. 
I don't think right. I don't think he's doing it. Touchdown Vandal. Maybe you can do it. Yeah. Anyway, that uh but yeah, if if you've ever played these games, have you ever at any point stopped and thought, "Wow, these announcers make it sound so real. How do they anticipate? How do they they cover everything?" Yeah, they do cover everything. Every scenario. Right. Because as Fowler said, you 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 have to account for the fact that your team may decide to punt on second down, and you got to have analysis for that. Who punts on second down? Has anybody ever punted on second down? In video games, sure. That's not how you do football. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Rizzo. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Maybe they just use Chris Russo on if you punt on, <laughs> if you punt on second, second down, down, that's what that they play. That would be good. Yeah. Manage the game properly. <laughs> yeah. That would be the way to do it. Yes. If you do anything, that's anything that stupid. is just stupid, Russo pops on. Russo pops on and screams at you. Yes. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. I love it. That is fantastic. That is what is uh, trending. We bring that to you uh, twice a day, 7.30 and 9.30. lot to uh, react to. We'll open up the uh, Ramoslaw.com text line to you. Also, uh, we, we, we got to revisit this debate. Are, are we looking at the final days of a long, long, long-standing college sports tradition? That's next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. By the way, this is the uh, time of year where a lot of us as college basketball fans, unless our team is uh, securely in or hopelessly out of March Madness contention, we're looking at these uh, bracketologists and what they're coming up with. Joe Lenardi, who has uh, become the best known of all the bracketologists, he has not updated everything based on what happened over the weekend, but he did have it based on everything that happened on Saturday and he said there would be no movement off of any Sunday results. So, if you're just based on uh, through Saturday, he still has CU as one of his first four teams out of the NCAA tournament. The good news is is that they uh, have moved up from next four out. So he has last four in, first four out, mm-hmm. then next four out. And so CU, before their win over Utah, was next four out. They've at least moved up to first four out. I don't really understand how that works. Well, it's like he ranks one through eight, the teams that are going to miss the tournament. Okay. But of those eight, he he ranks them. So there's the one that's like right on the bubble. Like the first team to miss. Right, and then there's the eighth so do you team. Get to miss. Like a, do you get like a gold star you if not. you're the first team to not. miss? Like, no. wow, no. they were almost one of the top sixty-four teams. Correct, correct. They'll, but they'll, they weren't. They'll get a nice seed for the NIT. But he has CU moving up to first four out, fourth of the first four out. I know, very confusing. Uh, it does not have. It does, uh, this does not. This is why I want a fresh one. Is because I want to know if CSU's loss at UNLV hurt them at all. On Friday, he had them as a six seed. Did you see where? The, I want to see if they uh, moved down at all. Did you see where they were? They were talking about expanding the tournament, more teams in sixty-four. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. 
No, 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 no. At some point, don't you, shouldn't you have to do something special to get in? Like, shouldn't you, shouldn't it be like, shouldn't there be, I don't know, like a standard? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Well, that. there are still, there are still like 320 Division One college basketball teams. We're yeah. still only talking about 69 get in. So... Is it 68 or 69 when you do the play-in games? Do the play-in, like... Drew says it's 68. Oh, is it 68? That was 69. Okay, well, 68-69. Tomato, tomato. Well, but how do you how do 69 play teams play in the 64? Well, no, there's the play-in games. Oh, that's right, 64 teams that you had four. Yeah, I was at, yeah, 64. 64 plus four, 68. Yeah. Why do we have playing games? Because it gives you a chance to play games on Tuesday, more more games on TV, more revenue, all that. Let's stuff. just let everybody play in it. Well, like, that's why they're saying maybe move it up to. What, we're going to move it up to seventy-two. Uh, well, what about the team? Uh, I think I think we. we I've, seen, years. I've seen proposals for over a hundred teams make it, which would still only be a third of the teams that play Division One college basketball. There's the other thing. There'd I'm be a chance for Idaho to get the, in. The MIT. Is this the second time you've tried to get me on? I don't know, really. As somebody p- pointed out, how did Mark get... Um, how, how, what the was El pa- <laughs> How'd you get El Paso out of SA? And I said he was waiting for me to re- re- uh, to correct him. So you go, oh, really? All he was waiting I, okay. for me was to say... All right. El no, Paso no, means San Antonio, yeah. and then you'd be like, no, "Oh, really? Okay, no, 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 really, no, 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 really." Right. Okay, the <laughs> no NIT. I don't get the NIT. The either. NIT, right? That's for all you. What you call it the MIT? Yeah, the MIT. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bite on that either. I didn't bite on no, that. Not, that one was not good. I'll you, give you that. That was not good. Uh, because we're tied now for 2024. You're. You had the lead for a while. Now I got you, and now we're tied at one. So now you're working overtime, and usually whenever you do that, it becomes a little pathetic. It, but it is um, pathetic. So big debate now. It's all over the place. It's being discussed. Should one of the oldest, most beloved traditions in all of college sports be abolished, and that is rushing the court or rushing the field after a big win? In the wake of yet another high-profile college basketball player. First, it was Caitlin Clark at Iowa. Now, Kyle Filipowski at uh, Duke. Both uh, being uh, banged up or out-and-out injured while opposing fans were rushing the court. Should rushing the court, rushing the field be banned? No, God, please, no! And by the way, there are there are fines in place. Some, some of the, uh, well, all the conferences I have some sort of fine structure. Some it's like first offense, second mm-hmm. offense. I think SEC get dinged hundred grand right away, which seems a little, kind of surprising to me with the passion that they have for, especially right. college football, that you immediately get dinged hundred grand for rushing the field. But um, should it be banned? But what about okay? So the teams get the teams get fined. What about the individuals who jump on the court? No. Do you see the guy that the the the, the Super Bowl streaker? Did you see that story? That's brilliant. That is brilliant. He bet fifty thousand dollars there'd be a streaker at the Super Bowl, and then he was the streaker, and he cashed in like three hundred forty-seven thousand dollars, and he got a thousand dollar fine for doing. Brilliant. Really? Brilliant. It's a great plan. I'm I'm really actually surprised. It 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 warms my heart to see. 
the odds makers get fooled by like because normally they're the ones sticking it to us. But the fact that they got fooled by a loophole so, like that is right. awesome. They're, now they've got a you cannot be if you bet you can't be the streaker. Correct. There's gonna have to be a yeah provision. But that's brilliant. Yeah. I run on the field. I get tackled. I right. Maybe spend a night in jail, and I pay a fine, and then I walk up and collect my winnings. That's I keep, that's that's you know what I'm really, that's smart. Right. You know what I'm really good at seeing a brilliant idea after it comes to fruition. <laughs> right, the the whole man. Why didn't I think of that? Right, what a great idea! Like the first time I went to Top Golf, I was like, "How did I not think of this?" Right, it's a brilliant idea. Right, I, and, and sometimes the the the. The, the almost simplicity of the idea. You're just like, wow. I went to... Give me enough time, I would have thought of that. I went to a... a I went to a restaurant with the grandkids and stuff called... It was in Arizona two weeks ago. Chicken and Pickles, I think. Okay. Huge. Is this like Soderbergs? Soderbergers? Kind of. Just chicken and pickles? Just chicken and pickles. But it's got like outdoor and indoor... Pickleball court facilities. Oh, that kind of pickle. Yeah. It's huge. Plus, it's got like a whole area of cornhole and then like like all kinds of di- just different yard games, essentially. Uh huh. And I'm like, that is a great idea. You know what you need to do? You need to do your version, but it needs to include those lawn darts. Right. Remember the lawn darts? Oh, yeah. Those things were awesome. Those things. <laughs> Those things. They were all awesome until one got stuck in some dude's head. Yes. Then all of a sudden we can't play long darts anymore. <laughs> These things were like. One guy dies. Seriously, they were like. Yeah, one they dude. They were like flying missiles. One dude. <laughs> they were just like. Gets his what heart. What were we hey, thinking? One dude gets his heart pierced by a lawn exactly. dart. And the next thing you know, they take it away from uh, all of us. Come on, man. No more fun. Yeah. Lawn darts. They, they existed. They did exist. But would you? Would you? Do you believe in banning on court celebrations now? Rushing fields, rushing no, courts. No, I just think that there needs to be consequences. So if you rush the court and you get cocked by a player, elbow to the chin, mm-hmm. head butt, you know, left hook. Yeah. You're, that's that's on you. You're, you're not advocating. You're not advocating that athletes be able to throw punches. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, if you if come the, like if you come into my space and you're about running, ready to run me over, and I knock you out with like a good forearm shiver to the jaw, that's on you. Yes, if, that's but, assault, but if, brother. Okay, so yeah, here come the fans. Here come the fans, and I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put my arms out in front of me, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna bull my way through the crowd. Right. If in the process I knock some some fans over, yes, I have no problem with that. Okay, but no you, problem with that. You but got, you can't you be able to give a couple chicken wings, right? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But or, you can't like you know haul back and punch somebody. Why? I'm I'm just telling you that that's not going to fly. But if you just tell people they can, that's the problem. That's the pro. That's the problem with the society that we live in. You've you've rushed my 
place of employment. Uh-huh. And it is a place of employment because yes. there are NIL deals. That's a great point, yes. You've rushed, you bum-rushed my, my place of uh, employment. Yep. And I am allowed to, I feel threatened, mm -hmm. I'm allowed to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And if that means cold cocking you in the jaw mm -hmm. because you got too close to me, that's on you, brother. Okay. Yeah. Just I, like if some if some dude r bum rushes into this studio because he doesn't like your opinion on Russ Wilson. Right. And he's in here threatening you in your face and you drop his ass. <laughs> I want to pound his ass. That's on him. Yeah. He came into your place of empo employment and threatened you. Let that be a warning. Yeah. To anybody thinking about Come it. Come get a taste. <laughs> Uh, quick point of clarification here, because I was getting on you for saying that you haven't watched The Sopranos yet. Yes. And people are like, well, how can you criticize him, Mike, when you haven't seen Footloose yet? I have seen it. Saw it a couple weeks ago. He did. He did. And it was as underwhelming as I thought it would be. I'm actually amazed that Kevin Bacon went on to have the kind of career he did, because that could have been a career killer right there. Are you kidding that me, That was Kevin? awful. No. That was an awful movie. What? Awful, 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 awful. And, cow. and believe me, uh, as somebody who grew up a product of the 80s and has have come to uh, revere 80s movies, so much so that I will go back and watch them over and over again, uh -huh. that was like bad 80s. Let me ask you a question. That was bad, bad. But what are we doing? We're talking about now or back in the day? That was bad 80s. You, you watched that with your bride, right? I did. A little frisky time after. <laughs> What was? No. Oh. <laughs> now I don't know how Footloose would inspire that. I. Uh, I don't. Uh, no, no. Cut loose, Footloose. <laughs> Kick off your Sunday shoe. Oh, uh, we are done. <laughs> we'll let uh, the. Uh, Fine folks coming up after us continue these debates. We got uh, Josh and Stoke coming your way next.